For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The Denver Broncos are 500 in the win-loss category, winning four straight games with a big-time victory on Sunday night. Football will take you behind the sights and the sounds in the locker room following the Broncos' win in primetime action, and we're going to recap the game, tell you who we think gets game balls. You're going to get all that and much more on this morning's freshly brewed installment of Good Morning Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome into another episode of Good Morning Broncos here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. You can catch us every weekday, Monday through Friday, 9 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time, breaking down all things Denver Broncos, the recaps of the games on Sunday, and more importantly, a look ahead to what's coming for this Broncos football team that has rattled off four straight victories. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. And just a reminder here at MHS on our YouTube page, you get coverage of the Denver Broncos. You get coverage of the Denver Nuggets with the Pickaxe and Roll podcast by Ryan Blackburn. And you get coverage of everything that has to do with Colorado sports. And if you want daily insights to what's going on, we have an app. Download the Mile High Sports app so you get all of the Colorado sports news on the Nuggets, Rockies, Avalanche, and the Denver Broncos, CU Buffs, CSU Rams, all on your phone we have you covered with written content their stories what's going on at practice every single day so check it out download the app and make sure also you subscribe here to our youtube channel so you never miss out on the content coverage we'll be providing here going forward mile high sports is every team every day here hey broncos country good morning it's a victory monday installment here of good morning broncos and for this denver team to rattle off four straight victories it's huge, right? Because coming into Sunday night's matchup against the Vikings, it was okay. The Vikings have won five in a row. They've, they're on a heater. The Broncos have won three in a row. The winning streak for somebody has to end. Who's it going to be? And for a long time in this game, it looked like the Minnesota Vikings were the team that was going to walk away victorious. They controlled the time of possession against the Broncos in this game, and they really kind of imposed their will a little bit, especially with their run game, where the Broncos' run defense struggled in this game specifically. But you know what? We all tune in to primetime action. We all tune in to football because anything can happen, right? You can have a stalwart for you know a good 50 minutes of the game, and then the final 10 minutes of the game, all of a sudden, bang, you find momentum. You capture lightning in a bottle. And that's what the Denver Broncos did defensively and offensively in this game to help them secure a come-from-behind victory. Russell Wilson leading yet another game-winning drive in back-to-back -back weeks to help the Broncos go to 5-5 five and five on the season. Now, it wasn't pretty. Denver, at one point in this game, look, their first touchdown of the game came late in that final minute against the Vikings. Will Lutz came up big for the Broncos. Big deal, Will. Five for five on field goals, right? So Denver had 15 points at this juncture. They were all off the leg of Will Lutz because the Broncos' offense really couldn't do anything. There was no run game for them. It was really non-existent. They finished the game with 46 total yards on the ground. I think 16 of those were accounted for in the first half. So Denver did get something going, you know, a tiny bit, but it just Denver didn't really focus too much on 
trying to run the football because they couldn't. Coming into this matchup, the Minnesota Vikings were one of the NFL's top run defenses, and we had talked about it on GMB. If you listened last week, we'd said, okay, hey, to set up this game, the Minnesota Vikings, they're going to try to stop the run, and they're going to force Russell Wilson, the Broncos offense, which hasn't had a lot of production in the overall passing game. They're going to try to force them to throw, and that's exactly what Minnesota did, and I think we have to give a ton of credit here, folks. I think we have to give a ton of credit here to Russell Wilson for what he's been able to do. Now, in the last three or four weeks, he hasn't put up high numbers in terms of passing yards. And for some reason, people are so fixated on that. The overall thing is, are you protecting the football and are you you know, coming away with touchdowns? Russ threw the game-winning touchdown to Cortland Sutton. His touchdown-to-interception ratio is obviously very impressive so far this season. Some people are saying that you know, he's just a game manager. Here's the thing, folks. I, I think we need to really put into perspective these terms that people just throw out there, these buzzwords, but we need to use actual context, right? If you watch the game, you will see the Broncos had no chance to really set up a deep passing game against the Minnesota Vikings because you know what they do? They'd walk the two linebackers up, stand them up in the A-gap. They would blitz them, and then they'd send a nickel guy. They would send six to seven rushers at the Broncos, and there's no way that you can find a way to get the ball out of your hands quickly in, in those regards without dumping it short. So people are getting mad that the Broncos and Russell Wilson aren't throwing it down the middle of the field, aren't throwing it you know, deep down the left sideline or the right sideline. And it's like, okay, well, Russ is checking it down. Well, yeah, you take what the defense gives you because you know what? If Russ forces it into a window where there's double coverage, especially against the blitz there, then people are going to tear him apart. Like, oh, why is he throwing it into double coverage? So no matter what Russell Wilson does, apparently he cannot win in the eyes of some people out there. There's some fans that are just miserable about that. But Russ did his job. Russ played efficient football. And heck, we've even seen it. The two-minute drill before halftime, he led the Broncos downfield, connected with Adam Trotman a couple times up the vertical seam there, which was nice to see there. And obviously led to a Will Lutz field goal. And then obviously we saw the game-winning drive there, methodically moving downfield, utilizing Samaj P. Ryan once again out of the backfield, coming up big on that drive. And then the touchdown pass to Cortland Sutton, who rises up right above a defender because this was a pass that you know was a little high. Like Russ had to maneuver because the pocket around him it was collapsing, it was caving in, so he had to run, step up, and throw on the run. And he did just that perfect ball placement. Cortland Sutton goes up, makes a terrific catch, comes down with his eighth touchdown catch of the season. Cortland is turning in a very, very damn good year from a production standpoint, from an efficiency standpoint. But man, that was a big. Big moment, and that electrified the crowd. And Josh Dobbs, who was tearing up the Broncos all game long, was hard to bring down, was hard to stop. You know, he, he got flustered at the end there, and Denver made it very difficult for him. With one minute left in the game, the Broncos' defense was on deck, and there was a play, I think it was on third down. Dobbs scrambled and escaped a sack. I mean, I talked to Broncos outside linebackers, Baron Browning and Jonathan Cooper after the game, and they're like, and they told me this, and look, this is high praise from them. They told me this. They said, Dobbs is the most elusive, hard-to-bring-down quarterback that we have faced all season long. And look, he said, we face guys like Josh Allen. We face guys like Patrick Mahomes. They said he was a tough challenge for them, and they finally made it. You know, They flustered him at the end there, which is the ultimate thing. Is you know, It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And Denver's defense, they finished on a strong note there. So I think that's obviously something to, to talk about there. Dobbs obviously turning in a terrific start here with his tenure now with the Minnesota Vikings. He had a heck of a player. Jonathan Cooper had him wrapped up, and he somehow stayed up and, and got up and then threw a touchdown pass right off of that. I mean, it did look very Patrick Mahomes-esque to what we have seen in the past, but overall, Denver came up big. Jaquan McMillan, I mean, the very first series, Minnesota, they got a little creative and a little too cute 
on that first series of the game that they had there. They put TJ Hawkinson under center, and then they ran a toss play to Josh Dobbs, and then Baron Browning kind of wraps him up. Kareem Jackson blasts him. The ball comes up in the air. Jaquan McMillan recovers, and all of a sudden, the Broncos, the trend continues for them in terms of forcing takeaways. And then Jaquan McMillan would come up big late in the fourth quarter. Once again, he would snag a Josh Dobbs pass. He would intercept it, jumping it on the out route. Pressure from Josie Jewell. Man, he's just been a spectacular young player to watch here. But Denver really took control of things when necessary, even though that they lost the time of possession battle. I mean, Minnesota possessed it for 34 minutes and 28, 58 seconds of the game. Denver only possessed it for 25 minutes and two seconds. So there were a lot of three and outs and a lot for Denver's offense. It wasn't always pretty. But when Denver needed something the most, Russell Wilson delivered on a 10-play, 75-yard drive that led to the Broncos winning the game. And they're going to have to obviously clean up a lot of stuff as they go forward. But now Denver, who was once one at four, dead in the water, for many of us, including myself, as I, you could probably go back and find things when Denver was one and four and like, all right, well, hey, like the season might, might be over here. That's me eating crow, right? And look, I, I think that's the, the game of media. You know, you, you get the vibes based on what you see, but I, I didn't see them turning it around the way that they have. And I think that's, I applaud them for it because these are guys that have stuck together. They're resilient. They trust one another in that locker room and they believe in the vision and they believe in what Sean Payton has done. And now we were seeing the fruits of that labor come to fruition here. Russell Wilson obviously finishing this game 27 to 35, passing 259 yards, one touchdown, and a 106.7 quarterback rating on the evening. And then Cortland Sutton, four catches, 66 yards. Look, we talk about the touchdown catch, but man, he had a one handed catch down the left sideline on one play. On fourth down in this game, look, there was a penalty that was on the Vikings defense that got declined, but Fourth down, Russell Wilson steps up with pressure, tosses it up to Cortland Sutton, who hauls it in one-handed with the defender holding him and keeps the Broncos' drive alive that eventually led to them coming away with points. Like, Cortland is coming up big in big-time moments. You love to see it. Jerry Judy had a pretty big game, five catches for 58 yards as well, and a couple of big plays. And look, we'll obviously get into some of that. We got some sound bites from in the locker room, some of the interviews we got after the game on Sunday here. But the Broncos moving to 5-5. Five and five on the season. We're going to get to our post-game locker conversations, interviews with players coming up here in just a moment. But real quick, Broncos country, let me tell you about our friends over there at Superbook Sports, the sponsor of today's episode of the show. You can win a trip to the biggest football game of the year, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Superbook, they will fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game, and they will also give you two tickets to the game plus a three-night hotel stay. And all you have to do is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th, and you're automatically entered to win. So wager and win a super trip to Las Vegas, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Nuggets fans. Ryan Blackburn here, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast on Mile High Sports. We've got the best Denver Nuggets coverage around, so make sure not to miss an episode and subscribe down below to the Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Nuggets off to a great start. Make sure not to miss a thing on Mile High Sports. It's a very interesting time right now in Colorado sports. The Avalanche have gone through their little bit of up and down swing. They're obviously on a little bit of a winning streak right now. The Denver Nuggets, for some reason, struggling without Jamal Murray in the operation. They've lost two straight games here. Ryan Blackburn has you covered with the Denver Nuggets on the Pickaxe and Roll podcast. So after you're done listening or watching this, make sure you go check out the recap to Pickaxe and Roll as well, also check out this weekend's installment of Weekends with Swiper that you can get on Mile High Sports YouTube page here. But you know what the fun part about a victory covering a football team is that when they win, the locker room, the guys in that locker room, 
they're excited as can be. And look, we talked about Jerry Judy having a big night. Look for the, for him, the, the five catches for 58 yards. He came up big with a couple of big chain movers in this game. I think at crucial junctures of where the Denver Broncos were at. But, you know, one thing I did ask Jerry Judy after the game, I, I talked about it. I said, you know, you guys have won four straight games in a row. There was a lot of noise early on. What would you say about yourself and the guys inside this locker room? Well, here's what Jerry had to say. Feel good, man. Just having, um, you know, we got a, a great group of guys that's, gonna, that's never going to quit. You know, we're going to finish to the clock, say zero. And that's what we did. That's exactly what they did. They fought and they clawed their way, especially trailing in a game in the final minute and a half where they have to march downfield and try to come away with a game-winning touchdown, obviously, with Russell Wilson to Cortland Sutton. And on that play as well, uh, Jerry Judy was asked about, you know, what was your how did you feel when you saw Cortland Sutton catch that touchdown pass? Well, here's what he had to say about that. You didn't see my reaction? Nah. No, I'm going to my dog now. <laughs> Man, I was so excited, man, just because, man, that was a big play, man. You know, big, like I said, that was a big play, man. It was very exciting seeing that. It was a big play. The Broncos needed that in a big way for Cortland to come up in that moment. Jerry Judy contributing on that drive. Now, look, there was a play in this game where Jerry, I, I mean, it was great on the broadcast. It was funny to see live, like Russell Wilson fakes like an inside hand, throws a little bit of a, I think, a smokescreen type of route to Jerry Judy. He catches it out right behind the line, of, you know, behind the sticks there, the line of scrimmage. And he runs forward for three yards, and then he kind of pumps fakes like he's going to throw it. He faked out the Minnesota Vikings defender, even though he was past the line of scrimmage. And then afterward, he pointed at the defender, and he laughed at him. Here's what Jerry had to say about his moment there in terms of what he did, the thought process on the pump fake. And ultimately, I mean, it did help the Broncos win this game. I called it. I called it. The first thing I see was court. I don't think about, what if I could have threw it? <laughs> but I just ain't. I just pumped it. I don't know what happened. I just did it, to be honest. But you got somebody. I got him. <laughs> I got him. I don't know why he fell for it. I'm off that line And that's what you get. Like, he points at him like, I got you. Like, that was one of the funniest moments of the game last night. But I also think for us as well, look, Jerry Judy is a guy that in the eyes of so many people, look, I think media also paints this picture. I think fans see him on social media, and they, they look at social media posts, and they have this idea about Jerry Judy. But – I tell you this, Jerry's one of the most energetic, electrifying personalities inside of the Broncos locker room. That was one of the funnest moments I think we've had in a post-game with Jerry, just his level of enthusiasm, his energy. I mean, he's he's hilarious. He's one of the funniest guys to be around. Love to see that here for Jerry Judy. But we also got to hear from the birthday boy. It was Justin Simmons' 30th birthday on Sunday Night Football, and obviously he came up big in that fourth quarter. Two key pass breakups on TJ Hawkinson on that final drive to help the Broncos secure the victory. Justin Simmons talked about the win against Minnesota at times. Look, the run defense, they surrendered over, uh, if I'm not mistaken, to, uh, 175 yards on the ground in the rushing department. The defense had times where they got gashed and they, they bled a little bit, but they stuck together. They found resiliency. And in that final drive, they came up big when it mattered most. Here's what Justin Simmons had to say about the Broncos win on Sunday night football. I'm, uh, man, I'm just so thankful. I'm so proud of the guys. And, um, you know, it was dark there for a second. You know, we hit adversity and just found a way to, to answer the call and win the game. You know, that's what it took. They answered the call. They found a way to win the game. And more importantly, they fed off of the energy at Empower Field at Mile High. I mean, it was loud. And look, there were a lot of Minnesota Vikings fans that were at that game. There was a ton of purple. There was a ton of skull chanting going on. But ultimately, Broncos country silenced them there at the end. That might be the loudest I've heard in that final minute when the Broncos defense took the field against Josh Dobbs. And it's like, all right, hey, 
whoever gets the stop on this, you know, on this drive here, they're going to win the game, right? And ultimately, the Broncos came out on top. Justin Simmons said that he and his teammates, they fed off the energy from the crowd. And I think, uh, man, the, the fans were so great, man. And uh, there at the end, you know, we could feel the, the crowd roaring. Go, man, you know, go, man. Yeah, that's um, I mean, that's where football games are won. I mean, you play the whole game, and there's always, I always talk about there's those four or five plays throughout the game that win or lose you the game. And uh, But at the end of the day, you're, you have an opportunity in that four minute, or I mean that two minute, you know, defensively to go win the game. And that's what it's going to take. And uh, we're going to have to keep doing that throughout the rest of the season. They put a lot of pressure on Dobbs on that final drive and looked to the point where it led to a lot of pressure. He had to scramble back. And he had to just chuck it up there, led to an intentional grounding, lost it down. So it would be fourth and 25. Minnesota had to elect to use their last time out there or their second to last time out to stop the 10-second runoff from happening there. And then Kareem Jackson comes up with the pass break up there. Dobbs tried to throw it downfield, and Denver holds on for the victory here. But even Justin Simmons, a guy who's been on this team for quite some time, has been on this team for as long as Cortland Sutton. I mean, Cortland Sutton has been on the team for as long as Justin Simmons has. But Justin Simmons has been here since Cortland Sutton has arrived. and just to see the growth and the evolution. He gave a lot of high praise to Cortland Sutton, who's coming off, obviously, for him. Five straight games with a touchdown catch here for the Broncos. Four and one in that stretch here. Denver's on a roll. Here's what Justin Simmons had to say about his teammate, Cortland Sutton. Man, it's so great. He works so hard. And, man, he's one of the best 50-50 ball catchers, I, you know, that I've seen and, and had the, the opportunity to play with. And um, it's more like, you know, 70-30 when the ball's thrown in his area. I mean, the way that he's able to keep his body in bounds and, and like, contort his body to catch, you know, one hand, two hand, it's just it's, it's great, man. And, um, you know, for us getting him the ball, the O-line being able to protect. And it wasn't all perfect tonight, you know, by no, by no means. But I think the most important thing is the win, and I'm so glad we won. Celebrating his 30th birthday with the win. He almost had his 31st career interception early on in the first quarter. When he goes back on the film room, he's going to want that one back there. But Denver grinding out a resilient win, improving to 5-5 five and five on the season after a 1-4 and four start. And now they'll have a home game against the Cleveland Browns, whose offense is struggling. But they have a very, very good defense led by Miles Garrett. They're going to come to town this week. And so we'll have some previews, some Build up to that matchup here on Good Morning Broncos, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Actually, you know what? We may not have a show on Thursday because it's Thanksgiving. Unless I pre-record one, we'll put it out there. We'll see you know, where we're at here. But Broncos country, the vibes are immaculate right now here in the Mile High City. A lot of excitement around the Denver Broncos. After the excitement kind of fizzled out, they've recaptured that. And all of a sudden, Broncos fans have a lot of new energy. And we're excited to be along for the ride here. Good morning, Broncos. With that said, Broncos country, we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show. It is a mailbag edition. So if you have any mailbag questions that you would like to send in, send them in here on the YouTube comment section. Or you can email them to me at Cody at MileHighSports.com. We'll answer as many as we can. We'll answer the best ones on tomorrow's brand new Good Morning Broncos. We'll see you then. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there, and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports.